right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Hope you guys are having a great day wherever you are here on a Wednesday morning edition of the show. Hey, here's a national day for you. It's National Waffle Day. How about that? It's also Maryland Day. Oh, I can't. I started. Almost made a mistake there. I was going to say, who cares? It's Maryland Day. But we've had some success recruiting up there, so I can't say, who cares? Can't do that. Code, oh, I could be wrong here. With Chris Partridge, I can't. I now have to. I have to Google this real quick before I go further. Is Chris from? Was he from Jersey, or seemed like he was from the Maryland area, wasn't he? Why am I asking you on a podcast? <laughs> Why am I doing that? I don't know. It seems like he's from Jersey. Let me make a couple clicks here. Well, Maryland's up there. So that's all they get together. Can we just say the Northeast? It's just the Northeast. Not sure why Maryland gets their own day. He said, I know he's from Jersey. I need to know that. My father-in-law's from Jersey originally. Then uh, he likes to tell the story that Ole Miss was the school that would take him and ends up down here in the South and ends up uh, Ole Miss meets his wife. I have great in-laws. Uh, that's a different tangent. You don't want to hear that on a podcast either. Ends up in Vicksburg where they still are now. Awesome people. So, uh, yeah, Jersey's produced some some people. Chris Partridge and uh, and John Cammon. Bam. Two for two. Uh, yeah, if he's from Jersey. I knew that. I knew I wasn't crazy. So, yeah, I'm not getting excited about the Maryland Day. But it is National Waffle Day. And you should absolutely go celebrate that. Waffles and pancakes. I can't put them over pancakes. Just can't. I'm a big fan of the Waffle House. I'm not going to do that for, especially on a 15-minute podcast. I'm not going to do that the whole show. But I, I don't like to get into the waffle versus pancake debate. Can we not just agree that they are both terrific? If you can enjoy a waffle or if you can enjoy a pancake, both, then the, the problem may be you. It may be you. All right, what do we want to get to today? A couple of things. I want to do some recruiting, some high school football stuff here for the first half of the show. And then the second half, I want to knock out some of these Ole Miss facility things that they are trying to improve and what Keith is doing there. Uh, and I'm not trying to kiss Keith's butt here because the truth is I don't know Keith Carter. All I remember about Keith Carter, I shouldn't say all. Now that now I'm going overboard. One of my first remembrances of Keith Carter is him being on the basketball team. This is the honest truth, okay? And I hope I can do this and be okay with it. It's got to be okay because I saw Nolan Richardson have this same conversation about Larry Bird hearing Larry Bird's name over the radio and what he was doing to this poor team and then being a little shocked when he saw the picture of him in the paper. I had heard about Keith Carter when he got to Ole Miss, and I think even as a freshman, like Keith was, Keith was a not a 3 and D guy, but he was a 3 and dunk guy. Like could really shoot it and could really dunk it. Like could, had some hops. Keith had hops. But I remember hearing about him, and I can't remember how young I was. I was probably high school when he got there. He's not a whole lot older than me. We're close. We're probably right. We're probably right together. Maybe I was just starting college. So anyway, 
Keith Carter, I'm building this guy up in my head. And let's just say the first game I watched, I, that didn't, that's not what I was imagining Keith to be. <laughs> not at all. Man, he was a great player. And those were good days too. I enjoyed watching those teams with Rob Evans as the coach. Um, but I do think Ole Miss is fortunate to have Keith in charge. And I'll do that second half of the show. What goes into those upgrades, everything that they do to try to make the fans happy. So we'll go into that here in a little bit. All right, some high school football here for you. Look, I wanted to mention this again. I've done this several times. I'm, I'm making my schedule out for this week where I'm going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And look, for you guys, even though Ole Miss isn't just killing Mississippi recruiting in terms of numbers, they are in quality. Like, they are they are cherry-picking the state this year. I do believe that. And you know, I would never go so far to say, I know these are the two best players, the three best players. But they've already committed three of the best players in the state. They could be the three best. Um, they are three of the best, without a, without a doubt. And uh, I'll always try to get out to these games for you guys because you never know when they're going to come back in on some of these other guys. So I'm especially that's my wheelhouse anyway. You know, I know as much about Mississippi recruiting as any person out there. And there are other people that do a good job with it. Uh, David does a great job with it. Knows a ton of people. Look, honestly, uh, Steve Robertson and Paul Jones over at Jeans Page. You know, they are very well connected in high school ranks here around the state. They know people. You know, but I've, I've invested a lot of my life in high school football here. And, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to do what I do. But I'll try to get to as many games as I possibly can because without a doubt, nobody sees as many of these games as I do or as many of these recruits as I do because I make it an effort to go see them. And I don't know anybody else that does that at least not in person. It makes a difference. I like to see him. First time I saw Dante Dowdell last year was head scratching to me. How does this guy not have offers? Because any SEC coach, if they're on that sideline watching what I was seeing, offers happening. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's different in person. You see a kid compete. And that is a guy I wanted to bring up because I'm reading some quotes from him here lately. I don't know, just some of the things he's saying. And I have not checked up with Dante or, you know, his camp. You know, I'm using air quotes there, the people around him, um, which I'm fortunate to know a few of those and some coaches down there. But I will check on that. I know Ole Miss is after him hard, and they will recruit him hard. And I think he is worthy of that kind of attention. I think Dante is going to be a great college player. But just some of the ways phrasing things lately, maybe there is an opportunity there. Um, we'll see, but I'm, I'm not going to see him this week, but I will see him again soon. And then I can compare him to what I saw at the end of last year. Uh, but a few high school football fans, just a few names I did want to mention. Uh, this is in my part of the country. You know, Mac Howard is coming to town. That's a Thursday night game. Oxford will be at Clinton. I'll get a chance to see Mac, what he does at quarterback. He's committed to Utah. I think Mac's going to have a great year. I do. And I think he'll put up similar numbers. He's with a terrific football coach in Chris Cutcliffe. And for those of you who don't know him or much about Chris, this isn't shocking considering his father. He is a first-class person. But he is a great coach, great offensive coordinator. Um, I think he teaches maybe two or three classes of advanced calculus at Oxford and enjoys it and wouldn't not give up that part of the job for anything. Like, he's that type person. So, Mac Howard's with a great guy, with a great coach. And I think he'll have a great year. 
we'll see. Uh, it gives me a chance to see Alex Sanford also that's committed to Arkansas, a kid that who knows, maybe Ole Miss tries to push hard late. They have not to date, but you never know what will happen there. So I'll get a chance to get out there and see those. Bray Howard will be there, the, the Alabama commit for Ocean Springs with them coming to Clinton. I'm sorry, I said Oxford at Clinton. Oxford's at Brandon. Oxford's playing at Brandon. I'm not sure I will see that one in person, though. I have a photographer going for me here locally for some of our local coverage with the Mississippi Gridiron. And uh, so I don't know yet if I'm going to see that one. I'll tell you why here in a minute. But uh, Clinton is hosting Bray Hubbard, Ocean Springs quarterback. So I get a chance to see him in person. The reason I might not see, and with Bray, you know, who knows, even with somebody like that, I'd be shocked if he doesn't end up at Alabama where he's committed. But, I mean, crazier things have happened. I still want to keep up with all these guys. And, I honestly, I would anyway because I love Mississippi high school football. I love Mississippi for that matter. I love covering recruiting here. But you never know what will happen. Friday night, if I don't get to see Oxford at Brandon, the reasoning, Raleigh is playing Bay Springs. That's two of the best players in the state. Ty Jones committed to Mississippi State for Bay Springs, does everything for them. And then Sunterine Perkins, of course, with Raleigh. And I'd like to see him early this year and compare him to what I saw last year. Um, I saw him play in a game last year where the coaches at Raleigh end up using him as a tailback, as a blocking back, as a slot receiver. I want to say I may have seen him line up as a tight end, maybe off the ball, though. They used him out wide. I mean, you got to throw deep. Let's put him out there. We'll throw the ball deep. And then defensively, I think I saw him at linebacker. I saw him move down to play defensive end to rush the quarterback on a third and long. Maybe saw him at safety. Like, that guy is everywhere. And I'm anxious to, to see him play this year. So that might be Friday night. We'll see what happens there. Um, also Friday night, this is why it gets hard. Aiden Williams is hosting Northwest Rankin and Richland Titans playing Northwest. That's Aiden Gordon against his younger brother, Germany. So if I stay more in this area – and don't drive down to Raleigh. Maybe I see that one, but I've already seen Aiden once. So I haven't made a decision there yet what I'm going to do. And look, and then other games, you know, Friday, I could go to Vicksburg. And Vicksburg's one of those teams. They have guys on that team. Just from what I hear of Caleb Bryant, I know Ole Miss hasn't offered. But I've mentioned this before. They will offer guys late who have big years. Caleb Bryant, I would not be shocked, is – if he is one of those guys. And that's not coming from Ole Miss sources. That's just what I'm hearing on a high school level. Look, college coaches miss all the time. It's just part of the job. And they try to stay on top of this. And, and they know this. They, they occasionally miss an evaluation. And then a kid looks better on the field. I want to see Caleb Bryant in person for myself. And just kind of uh, see what I think. I know what I've heard. But I want to see in person and get some photos there. So that's just a little bit about what's going on here in this area. So I should have a lot of coverage for you guys. I would be paying attention to Dante Dowdell. And when I hear something there, if something changes, I think I would be one of the first people to know. And uh, hopefully something does change there because I'd love to see that kid end up staying in Mississippi, but you never know. Now on this, on, on another topic, let's move over to this facility thing. Ole Miss announced yesterday stadium um, enhancements to hopefully improve the experience inside the stadium. I think the st I'm not one of these people who puts a ton into 
this place is great. This place is great. If it's a big game, honestly, all of these places to me are great. You know, it's fun to see a game, but I haven't been to everywhere. I don't know what Alabama's like on a night when it's huge, but I know what it's like in Oxford on a night that it's huge when Alabama's in town, you know, and the, and the place is just, is, is rocking. But Ole Miss announces some, uh, some enhancements. And I know a lot goes into that because I do know a lot of people in this area who do have conversations with Keith Carter. And I know Keith is very proactive with this stuff. Hey, what do the fans think? What are some suggestions? What should we change here? And in that vein, I think Keith's doing a great job connecting with people. Look, he's always going to have a bullseye on his back because people like to, not that they like to complain. It's just people typically complain more than they give praise. And we're just kind of wired like that. And uh, that, so that job's always going to be difficult in that department. But I do think he is doing a really good job at making things better. But just a few of the things, and look, I'm with the stadium and we'll see with NIL. And look, if you have people giving to NIL, obviously that's money away from stadium enhancements. I mean, there's a pool of money out there. However, the semantics are, and however we talk about it, what's air quotes again, legal or illegal, none of it's legal or illegal within the rules, outside the rules. All of it's just so stupid to talk about. There's a pool of money for every school and they have to divvy up where's the money going, who gets what. And we're going down that road like the Michigan, Michigan, the Big Ten commissioner said earlier this week or end of last week about paying players and just paying them outright. Look, that's, that is all what it is. So if you're paying players more in a year or two or three, then that's money that's not going to the stadium. So I don't know what the answers are to fix the stadium in terms of if you really wanted to do it. You know, everybody would love to just say, let's tear it down and let's start over. That's just in general, not our stadium, but just people love to start new. What Baylor did. Hey, let's build what Baylor did. Build that sucker. I just don't know if any of that is is feasible to do those things and the kind of money. But I think the stadium's good now. I think there's things that they could do to, to make it better. But just a few of the things that they listed, some of this is just convenience issues, the point of sale terminals. You know, adding significantly to that 35% increase from 21. Um, the transaction process when you're buying something, making that faster with the customer facing credit cards. I mean, some of these things are small, but they they matter to people as far as do you enjoy going to the games or lot or not? Because it can just kind of be a sour taste in your mouth. Some of these things, just annoyances. The roving push cart vendors for beverages, you know, that that is something people want to have more of um i'm looking here blue moon brew house added to the west concourse the dos Equis deck location on the west concourse the addition of age verification stands outside the stadium to expedite alcohol sales i mean some of these like i said these are just convenience issues but they matter an overhaul of the vault hemingway sound system to improve the stadium audio feels like we do that every year I don't know if, it, if it's that's true or not, but it feels like that's happening all the time. And then you can't make everybody happy. This is one thing I've always understood about the sound. Somebody's going to be happy and somebody ain't, for lack of a better way of saying it. If you're really close to a speaker, yeah, it's going to be really loud. And I don't know how you get away from that, from some people that it's just blaring. I, there's no way, honestly. There's no way. 
if the sound is right for you right up under that speaker or closer than everyone else, then somebody else is barely hearing it. You know, there's just, there's no perfect way to do this, but they're constantly trying to make it better. The state of the art field and student section light display and the upgraded led fixture to the DJ experience. I think those things, if I were spending money, I, you could not have enough led lights in that place for my money. You could not have enough speakers, you know, for my money. I don't know if they can do the massive overhaul of the stadium anytime soon, but those things and all these convenience issues, uh, yeah, you can tackle that. And you can continue to make those things better. But some of these things, I hope they keep investing in. If you can't do the big overhaul stuff, keep doing these smaller convenience things. And like I said, with the LEDs, with the lighting, with the audio, yeah, Keith's going down the right road there. Keep making those things better because those things are, you, yeah, you spend a lot of money, but that is not the same as tearing down, you know, half the stadium and rebuilding it. It's not that kind of money you're talking about. These are things you can spend money on and spend a fraction of the money, but people notice a major difference. And I think they're going down the right road of, of getting some of that stuff done. Can't wait to see a game. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, that's going to do it today for the podcast. Always appreciate y'all listening. I need to, I'm still debating if I want to do some of this live because we could do that if you guys wanted to be part of this. All right, have a great day. Chris Brooks, Rebels 247 podcast on the 247 Sports Network. Y'all have a great day. Appreciate you. Talk to you tomorrow.